I'm Peter Martin. And I'm Adam Manis. And this is the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. And today we are going to answer a user question. A user. Why am I always calling them user? I don't know, man. They're not using anything. They're just listening to I us feel talk. Like I'm being used a lot lately. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. A listener question. That's right. This is Zoom from Vancouver. And we've actually had other uh, voice questions from Vancouver, which is interesting. We, we have like, a we have a bit of a Western Canada following, I feel This is like, like a voice yeah. pipeline between Vancouver to St. Louis. It's That's very right. exciting. That's so let's awesome. listen to Zoom. Hi, this is Zoom from Vancouver, Canada. My question is about how to handle a situation when you have different versions of the same tune, like if someone calls a standard at a jam session or on a gig, uh, and uh, maybe different musicians learn different versions of it. Maybe they learned it from different recordings or they're using different uh, chord charts. Uh, How do you reconcile or how do you figure out uh, which uh, version of the chord changes to use? Um, do you talk about it in advance? Do you just listen to each other? I know you guys always uh, preach about listening, which uh, I'm sure is going to be part of the answer. Uh, but I'm just wondering if there's uh, any other specifics uh, that would be helpful for us in those situations. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, Zoom. That's a great question. And, you know, this happens frequently. It happens on jam sessions. It happens on gigs. It happens in rehearsals. And uh, I think it's one that, that can be addressed of how to handle... I think especially if people have different changes or different forms for the same tune, yeah. um, some some tactics to maybe try to, to fix it in real time, and then maybe some tactics to even make sure that it doesn't happen if you can just get a little bit of preparation, a little bit of talk before the gig, right. you can avoid it. So in real time, though, you see this all the time. There's usually a negotiation, some kind of compromise between usually the bass player and the piano player right. about what changes are we using. You know, once you have more experience, you understand the different kinds of changes people use on the same tunes. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, you know, like in Green Dolphin Street, some people always, you know, in that first ending, the 2-5 to E-flat, some people always do that little A-flat minor, D-flat 7 into the E-flat. Some people never do that. Right. You know what I mean? It works with the melody. Um so I, I think those kind of things um, that are sometimes used, like chord changes and sometimes not, and that sort of delineating what the different version is, I think if, if somebody does it, and it, you know, for the pianist or guitarist, it's probably easiest, but certainly the bassist could play it. I think if it's played the first time and it works, yeah. I mean, not that it's the first time it's ever been done, but I'm just saying for that particular time, and then it should sort of be done. That's the way I usually do it. I never am like, no, we're not doing this version and give them an ugly look. See, I agree with you on this. It's kind of like the first chorus through, we're all making a pact about yeah, what the exactly. changes are going to be, no matter what they are, really. Exactly. You know and I mean? mean, I think that you have to know that, that that's the first thing, is you have to know the different possible versions. So you really right. have to familiarize yourself. And Zoom, you kind of mentioned about different versions of the tune and stuff. That's sort of the key is familiarizing yourself. Like we could talk about the standard reference version and I do believe in that on a lot of tunes but you still have to know the other versions even the wrong versions right yeah <laughs> because yeah. if you're going to be the one and I love doing that and, and being very self-righteous about you know certain changes like you know uh, Ray Brown personally oops did I drop that name Mr. Ray Brown uh-huh, the yeah, great Ray you, Brown you might have that is he, definitely the great sure. the great yeah. he personally taught me the correct changes shame on me for not knowing them to Stella by Starlight as opposed to the fake book real book changes yeah um, there's just one oh sort yeah of I know difference. those well, refresh my memory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you'll hear it you'll, <laughs> you'll hear it, hear it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I love like kind of pounding that down anyone's throat as we're going through <laughs> you know, right, yeah, yeah. for my own self-righteous reasons no but you have to know the correct versions right. and there's usually multiple ones absolutely there's sort of variations um I, i've never been one to be like it has to be just luck like in the original songbook version of a standard or anything 
um, yeah. or, or or even like you know Thelonious Monk's music, who, which I've studied a lot, and I kind of know the original versions. There's several different variations that he played, right? And that he even wrote out at different times. So there's definitely room for negotiating the different versions. But I think this idea, you know, that you mentioned of the first chorus really listening and yeah. being a sort of negotiation period as far as which version and which elements you're going to put in. That actually can be a really fun thing to do when you're not playing with people regularly to see and be refreshed yourself yeah. about, oh, yeah, there's that other kind of change. I want to try to hear that, and then I'm going to add it in the next course as well And one thing you without can, it getting bloated. I, I think so, too. One thing you can do, too, is if you're sort of, I mean, if you're playing the melody or even if you're the pianist, I think you can be, you want to be confident uh, through that first course and through your changes. Nothing is worse then getting to, what is it, the sixth bar of Have You Met Miss Jones? <laughs> and some people kind of tentatively go to that A flat minor 7, D flat 7. Yeah. And some people just go to the straight 2, 5. Right. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Right. You Wrong know? and strong. Wrong and strong. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do the interlude on, uh, on um, Night in Tunisia, do it. Right. You know, go in, go in heavy and, and follow through. Be confident with it. Right. Don't tentatively go in thinking like, oh, is, is, are we doing this? Yeah. You're doing it exactly, and, and, le- and you know, be a leader on this kind. And of I stuff. do think it's it is kind of the responsibility of the pianist to, um, well, okay, for certain types of tunes. So I'll take an example: um, Round Midnight. Right now, whenever somebody calls this on a jam session, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit, like physically roll my eyes at them. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, unless I know, like, this is a good one if you've got a chance to sort of talk about which version because basically you have the miles version and then you have the original version right and i'm kind of partial to the original version me too but you know that 95 percent of the time especially if it's a trumpet player it's going to be the mile which is fine i mean i used to be very much like you're doing it wrong you know um but i think that if you don't get a chance to talk then as the pianist well you know what that's kind of a bad example because you cannot really I mean, a jam session, if you force the monk version, people can be like, you're playing it wrong. That's how uneducated people That's are true. about it's that. That's true. You've got to concede a little bit on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But this is, we, I mean, ideally, everybody knows the different versions and is well-versed. And certainly, if you're calling it, you should know the different versions. And if the pianist goes, because you know by the third beat which version it is, then you should be prepared to do that. I mean, if you don't know the, uh, the actual composition and you only know a later version, you shouldn't be calling the tune, right? That's true. And you know what? I, I'm Can just, I get off, off my soapbox? No, or no, no. I stay you on should it? stay on it. This okay. is a very, good, a very good lesson, I think, for a lot of people to learn. And I'm just realizing that a lot of this comes with experience, too. You know, don't, don't freak out if, if you're at a point where everybody's playing different changes to things because, you know, what happens is you, you, sometimes you'll learn Oftentimes the correct changes yeah. that you didn't know by someone calling the different version of it. And that's when you, when you kind of know the different versions, like you're saying, yeah. you know, then you can kind of pick and choose. I mean, you see pros all the time um, before they play kind of have a, a dialogue about which one are we doing? Yeah. Are you, are you doing this in the bridge? Right. Or, you know what I mean? And have, you can do that as a musical. That if you don't get a chance to actually say it, you can do it with little totally. musical You cues. can hint at it, especially as a pianist and yeah. a bassist. You can, you can yeah. certainly do that. But the main thing is just for everybody to know the different possibilities and versions. I think that's, that's really the, the key. You'll be able to negotiate if you all listen yeah. and communicate. Through yeah, the like everything else. If you can listen, if you do preparation as well. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, you're not going to do that on every jam session, obviously, or whatever. But, but try to try to figure out, you know, as close to the original composition as you can. On Ooh, well, you need that's another one that burns me because, like, oh, the, yeah, miles, the miles. I mean, it's bridge. great. I don't. I, like, I mean, I think it's great that Miles changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and whatever for his version, but like, but most people chase down that version just because it's in the fake book like that. It's not even because like, oh, I like that. They just they don't even know. They don't even hear it. They yeah. don't even understand that. But if we're playing the monk tune, let's play the monk tune. Play the monk tune. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so hey, thanks for climbing up on the soapbox with me. There's not a lot of room here. <laughs> yeah, you can see for miles up here. The fun thing is, man, I climb on the lonely. soapbox and I'm like five foot eight now. This is awesome. <laughs> um, so, you know, one other thing you can do uh, that we kind of alluded to is to work it out before you play. You know, and that you don't always get the chance to do this, but... You know, if you have your own charts on things, if you really, yeah. if you really want to be sure that you're playing the changes that you want to play or the version that you want to play with the form you want to play, have your chart. You know, that way yeah. no one has any excuses, and you're you're doing it exactly the way you want to do it. And that includes, I think, you know, intros are part of this as well. Intros and outros. You know, yep. a lot of people don't take the time to learn those, and you might want to to have those as part of your performance. So good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for the question. Please keep the questions coming in. You can go to youllhearit.com. You can leave a voice memo. You can leave a written question. Mm-hmm. You can leave um, cash tip. No, you can't leave <laughs> we can't. that. We that should won't set work. that up, though. <laughs> um, and you can also go to a little thing to, called iTunes. Here we go. Podcast. Actually, Here no, it's not go. even called iTunes Podcast anymore. It's called Apple Podcast. I was, um, I was informed about that. And even if you're on an Android device, maybe Google Play, maybe you're on Spotify. We're big on Spotify with, with the youngins. Did you know that? I, I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> We're available. Give us a shout out if you're on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we have ratings on Spotify. I knew this was coming. We all knew this was coming, right? <laughs> no, I didn't know this was coming. But even if you look, we're trying to centralize all of our ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So... Even if you're listening on another platform, come on over. Don't be scared. Don't gatekeep where people leave us a rating, man. Come on. Well, okay. I, just, I don't know how to find the other ones. That's all. I'm not against them. It's just, But, yeah, um, give us a little love. Um, we need it, and uh, we want it. We, it's our lifeblood. We, we, we demand it. <laughs> and, uh, no, we're having fun. We're yeah, having yeah, fun. Yeah. No, we do appreciate any ratings and reviews you may or may not leave. Um, and also, we're still running our uh, special for you here at listeners on Open Studios All Access Pass. Oh, uh, yeah. That is ten percent off of the All Access Pass. Come behind the velvet rope, you which know is <laughs> which is every course that Open Studio offers. Courses from people like Christian McBride, Peter Martin, Jeffrey Heiser, um, Ray Brown. Ray, hey, Felonious no, Monk. No, uh, am, no, am I overselling? You're now? Overselling. My bad. Sorry. This is not a part of the courses. Uh, uh, but you can save ten percent if you enter. You'll hear it ten in the offer code field at checkout. Um, yeah, just go to OpenStudioNetwork.com to check that out. And uh, is that all we got? That's it. You'll hear it. Yeah.